Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Raj Singh. They call me King Raj. And I have a very special guest that I'll be interviewing today. And this is Michael. And um, he's based out of Los Angeles, California in the healthcare services industry. And I'll let him tell you himself about what he does. Michael, welcome to our podcast today. Well, Raj, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, I've been working in the healthcare industry for more than 20 years, I, but I started my career longer ago than that. Uh, I've been, it was an investment banker who made my way through various uh, cons- uh, financing consulting opportunities and, and settled in on really leading acquisition efforts for a couple of major corporations in the healthcare services industry. And about mm-hmm. five years ago, I decided to go out on my own and really just work with groups and clients that are looking for growth, growth capital, figuring out how to scale up and a lot of strong leaders, but missing some components to their business to help them get to the next level. And so I work to, uh, you know, I started my group Inflection 360 to really focus on, you know, helping be a, you know, an add-on piece to some of these corporate teams to really help them achieve what their, you know, their outcomes uh, and, and to grow beyond even what they'd maybe projected for success. Okay. And that's a great, you know, just high level overview of what you do, but what do you actually do now? Let's, let's dive in. What sure. are your clients? What do you do for your clients? How do you help them? How do you serve them? Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's understanding them, uh, understanding what their goals are, mm. really, really targeting that and, and not what they think they want to do, but what they really, what inspires them, what they like, what they like to do in terms of filling their own days. Because I think a lot of people, like particularly in, in, in medical and dental industries right now, there's so much work, private equity coming in, a lot of capital out there. But do people really want to work for somebody else or work with somebody else? Do they want to have a certain title? Uh, what, are the, what, the, what gets them out of bed in the morning? What do they like to do? What's the work that they dread in their daily stuff? So it's starting to figure out how to align their interests um, and, and, and help them go, grow uh, in a way that is going to be fun. Because it's one thing to get somebody to give you a bunch of money for your business and be a partner with you, like a big private equity group. It's a whole other thing to feel like you're being oppressed versus enjoying the ride. And I think that you know there, there are partners that you can find the right partner if you have a good business. Um, but also, I think too many people, you know, myself included, are guilty of wearing too many hats at times. And so, how do you figure out which hats that people should keep wearing and which ones they should be, you know, ultimately looking for other people to take on? And I think that's part of the, of what I look at. I'm really looking to understand the business. Because if you don't really understand what motivates them and what drives the business, it's kind of hard to direct them down the right path to find the right partner or move on and do the right transaction. Okay, great. And who is your ideal client in that case? What what does that look like? Yeah, I I certainly never thought I'd be, I should start by when I was an investment banker, the one industry I didn't work on was healthcare. I actually sort of said I didn't have any interest in working on healthcare opportunities, but uh, I ended up being part of a group that uh, owned and operated a group of surgery centers years ago, and that became how I ended up in the healthcare space. So now I primarily work with healthcare groups by nature of 20 years in the industry, but really I also work with advise some groups that are outside the healthcare sector. So that's actually kind of fun uh, as well to okay. talk to what would be more traditional businesses. But really it's groups or businesses that 
I'd say are, you know, they're beyond their, their infancy stages. They already have a form business. They're already okay. up and growing, but you know, it's how do they make that next level growth? And sometimes, it, you know, people understand what an investment banker does, you know, providing strategic advisory work or helping raise capital. You know, you go to a Goldman Sachs of the world and the fees, you know, it doesn't, you know, they wouldn't even take on some of the clients in the mix that I look at. So it's finding these mid market or even smaller market clients where I can provide the expertise I have from all those years uh, and give them the level of service they would expect without, I don't have a massive corporate overhead around me. So it's, it's sort of a higher level, higher touch form of the consulting advisory that I'd like to provide. Okay, excellent. And so it would it would typically be groups, uh, corporate co- corporations, organizations, um, not necessarily an individual, uh, as far as your you know ideal client, right? No, no, not ideal. I mean that if it, you know somebody with an idea. I mean, I I always love to hear people's stories if they're trying to build yeah. something and chat with but, people. But, but where I not, can really, but where I really, add, yeah, but where I where add the most value is you know is helping them. Really take a right when you're working so hard in your business, it's hard to right take that step back and work on the business. And and I think being able to be that outside advisor, that outside set of eyes, who really can identify some key opportunities uh, and some challenges, and then and then obviously I, I really then try to focus my energy on on growth. So somebody's looking to acquire another group or practice or business, looking to raise capital across any industry. That that's that's a place where I I, I certainly spend my time and energy. Can you just give us some um, examples and ideas of what some things that are the opportunities you're speaking of or challenges that you've seen with companies, you know, that they can do to, to really grow? Yeah. I, I think it's really, you know, I mean, most of the time when I get involved with a client, it's they're in that point where they are looking to um, grow in one form or another. So it's either a capital constraint or really just, they don't know how to move it forward. Um, how to move forward with whether an acquisition or take on capital. They're really just sort of looking for the right answers. But um, like I said, I'm working with a client right now where uh, there might be as many as a half a dozen uh, or more groups that ultimately would want to invest in them. It's kind of understanding being really, you know, helping them be authentic to themselves in, in mm-hmm. sort of pitching themselves, because I think it's important that just like you, you know, you're, they're trying to find the most capital, but you're trying to find the right partner. You need to make sure it's a good fit. So people have to know you for you, know what your strengths are. You have to be comfortable in sharing what your some of your weaknesses are as well, because I think that anyone who's going to be a partner of yours is they're there to create a lot of value as well. And so it's kind of working through that. Like this group in particular needs uh, really doesn't have a CFO role, doesn't doesn't need it yet today, but needs to grow into that. And so, uh, and frankly, and they need a chief marketing officer as they continue to expand. And I said, it's better to highlight those things up here because these are huge opportunities. So a partner sees, you know, why am I getting involved? There's opportunities here. And I know that, you know, somebody else's talents can come to the mix here. And, you know, uh, it's okay to admit that you don't know everything. And it's also, you know, it's even better to know what you're good at and what you're not great at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some areas it's worth the time to invest to get better in those areas. Other times it's better to um, bring on an employee or outsource it, right? There's, there's reasons people like, consultants exist or attorneys exist and CPAs. You don't need everybody under your roof. So where can you tap into some of the best resources outside of your organization? Mm. Where should you uh, short-term, long-term? And when does it make sense to bring in certain people? And, and do you wait till you're through a process or a transaction or, you know, do you build that now and then you wait to go do something bigger in six to 12 months. So I think it's really, I think just the culmination of years of being an operator in the healthcare space being an investment banker and have worked with companies across, I mean, I did everything from 
technology deals to poultry farms. I mean, I, I've seen, so you see the gamut of industry and you realize there's a lot of, you learn a lot by just getting exposed to so many different people and industries. And I think it's, it's being able to sponge that information and, 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 you know, how to communicate and understand what really should motivate and keep, keep somebody in line to help them do what, you know, what I want for a client is not necessarily what they want, you know, where, where I see their opportunities, if they don't have that drive to go to a certain level, they, and they'd be happy being worth $20 million when they have the ability to be a $200 million business. That's really, that's their journey, not mine. So my goal is just to help them to get to where they would want to be and where they're happy. Okay. Very nice. Um, you know, I'm glad you, it seems like you take a very holistic approach to doing that because you just hit yeah. so many different areas and facets of, um, you know, of, of what they're doing. Um, how is your way better than the comp competition, basically, other competitors in your space? Yeah, well, I think that you know, there, there's definitely a couple different philosophies. Like you'll see, I mean, I think anyone who spends time on LinkedIn feels like they can get hit up now a zillion times a day with somebody who can offer them, you know, can give me a million, help me get a million clients overnight. I don't want that. I want like, I like to work with about four or five clients at a time because I am very much a, I have to know your business, know you, understand it, and really work closely with you. I'm not trying to just give ad hoc boilerplate advice mm -hmm. that, you know, I can just rinse and repeat. To me, it's really what's specific to that business that I can actually drive value for. How can I fill a hole on your team, you know, on a very fractional basis, or how can I just guide you with the right parts or pieces? So it, it, I think it has to be holistic to be authentic and to be like, it isn't one size fits all. There's not, there's not one deal that should be the same. Not one owner is the same as the next. There's a mm -hmm. lot of common threads, but really it's, um, you know, even just the same business in a different state or a different market can have a very different look and feel. So uh, you, you really, that's just the way I work. I'm more of a get in the trenches and, and really understand my client and, and not just try to be a, uh, you know, let's get on a call once a month and, and chat and you're going to send me a check for that wonderful time. But look, that's a great business. And mm -hmm. I'd love to provide some of that advice, but it just doesn't seem to be functionally how I end up working. I end up just getting very much more involved. So I think that's just why I'm different than, you know, a lot of other people, uh, particularly, you know, in the environment that I work. Yeah, I agree 110% with you that um, the best, you know, coaches and mentors are learning comes where it's not just generic, a cookie cutter, you know, template, but it's customized to you and everything about yeah, you. Um, how sure. do your clients typically connect with you? Um, how do you market? I mean, you mentioned like LinkedIn. Yeah, I mentioned it because it's probably me because I'm, I'm out there, right? So <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that's where I'm found and most often connect. Uh, Fortunately, at this point, whereas I do uh, I do some outreach, but it's very usually on behalf of a client that I'm doing outreach on LinkedIn at this point. Uh, I do have I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of great clients and a lot of, you know, particularly with transactional stuff, law firms and accounting firms. So I I sometimes I've now more often than not get most of my a lot of my clients from other industry professionals that sort of have have worked with me or have had clients you know of theirs that I've worked with. So they have some relationship and recognize that I, you know, might be the right piece to help really, uh, you know, uh, fill that need or fill that void for one of their clients. So I, I, I see a lot of that. So it's really been the power of networking over years of building relationships. Uh, it's been critical, but, but I certainly then my next avenue of, of real focus is, is really a LinkedIn outreach. And, and then when I, in my, in my free time, which does, it seems to be limited uh, right now, 
I do like to sort of write thought pieces here and there on bigger things in terms of leadership and running by example. I learned a lot in my six, six plus years of running a group of surgery centers and having a hundred physician partners uh, of how challenging it is to run the day-to-day operations of a, of a business when you have a lot of people uh, involved in the process. Yes. And when you're not doing the day-to-day operations yourself, um, yeah. outside of business, what do you like to do for fun? You know, I mean, you seem like a great guy and uh, sharp, very competent in what you do. So what are some of your hobbies? Uh, it, well, I would say the, the world might, I would say when I go out, it's back inside. I think the world is, it has been last year. I, I became addicted to my Peloton, uh, which I didn't really, that's a good addiction. <laughs> it's a good one. Like very addicted. Like I, I, I'd never, I'd taken one spin class ever. And then in January I've gotten, I got it on a bike and I think I've been on it. Um, what in eight months, I think I've been on it every, all but like 20 days, uh, in eight months I, I, I ride wow. every day. So, um, that's so exercise and being outside is a big addition. I, growing up, it was coaching my kids teams and being at all their, their events, but now they're, uh, Unfortunately, one's out of college and one's in college, so I don't get to play that role anymore. But uh, yeah, a heavy sports fan. I played uh, college football, um, so football is my favorite. But watched, all physical activities, huh? A lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I could also binge watch, uh, you know, the entire Star Wars series or Marvel series with my daughter when she's in town or anything like that as well. So, yeah. <laughs> but oh. yeah. Yeah, but most of all, obviously, talking is what you do for, you know, you know, we both spend a lot of time talking um, for a living. So what I love to do is continue that dialogue away from work and just talk about life, or really hear about other people's life. And, you know, you know when yeah. I, I spend all day talking, I like to listen a lot more, you know, by the end of the yeah. day and, hear, and get together with friends or, you know, family. So. Oh, wow. That's a true advisor that wants to listen more, you know, not just give, give, give uh, so many things without hearing. You want to make a good assessment, you know. But but I would say that 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 that's, that came from years of learning too, right? I think I think it starts with you're talking, 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 and I, I can still be guilty of it. But at some point, if you're not listening, then what? Then really, what are you? That's back to you now. You're it's a cookie cutter. I'm spilling you information versus understanding you and your business. And I think that's where. And I think you have to do that with your employees. You have to do that with everything else. Like it's, mm-hmm. I can assign. I you know, everyone has a job, but like different people have different skill sets. So. If somebody has a skill that's not in their current responsibilities, so like, why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that? So understand what people inter- are interested in and try to understand what they can add value and just not just treat everybody the same because you're, you're missing out on some of the most valuable components of your own, your own employee base if you don't do that. So I just think years of, years of, of, uh, years of stubbing my own toes, I think I figured a few things out along the way. Yeah. Understood. Understood. And there's a, a blessing in that, I'm sure. What's a um, client success story that you've had that you can share with us? Yeah, I think that um, I'll pick a favorite. Uh, you know, I have a client, yeah. a client that I started working with outside of the healthcare service space. That's fun. Um, in okay. the but athletic recovery space, it's a friend of mine I've known for ten years. He. Uh, bootstrapped the business, found a technology that was amazing and uh, believed in it. And the company that manufactured the product said, you can't, yeah, it's a great product. Nobody will ever buy it. And he, he didn't buy that. So f- I would say it's been an overnight five-year success story. And now the business <laughs> is at a point where uh, you know, I continue to work with the business on an you know, ongoing basis of really helping the growth. And you know, it's gone from a business that it was you know, zero in revenue 
that you know looks to you know have a nice debt valuation, do its first capital raise probably late this year, early next. Um, has a lot, you know, almost 200 teams in pro and college using the sport, and now growing into the consumer market. And every day I see a new post from a, an elite athlete who's using the product. So it's been fun to be part of that mm-hmm. journey and to watch that business grow, and really be, you know, again, uh, this guy, a friend of mine, he, he could. S- great sales guy, but great drive and really great relationship builder, very genuine. But I, you know, he admitted he didn't know everything. So where can I fill holes? And I've helped bring in other people to his team. Uh, so it's just been, you know, it's a journey that I feel like is just beginning, yet it's been going on for like four years that I've been working with him on this. So uh, I kind of looked forward to see what the next, you know, five years will be for the business. It's an you know, athletic recovery space is now dominated by like multiple companies getting billion dollar valuations. So to see a business now that may be worth five or 10 million, yeah. um, but growing fast it, 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 or whatever it may be, it's kind of fun. It's fun to be on that ride. Sounds like it's very fulfilling as well. I mean, it's not just about making yeah. another dollar, but truly making another, a difference in, in people's lives. And, and you're doing that. And that's why I love to um, just yeah. interview people like you, like minds, you know, um, it's just great that we can all uh, uh, just have some synchronicity in what we're doing at the same time. Um, yeah. How can, if someone's listening to this right now and they say, hey, you know what, it sounds like Michael is the guy I need to speak to for my group and organization to take it to the next yeah. level. Um, what should they do to take that next step and work with you? How can they contact you? Yeah, my website or LinkedIn are the easiest ways to hunt me down. So my website is in, inflection, not infection, inflection. 360.com, right? I'm dealing with companies that are their inflection points. And I try to take a really a, a holistic 360 view of what the business is. So inflection360.com or uh, my LinkedIn profile. Um, I'm pretty responsive if people hit me up there. I, I, I love to just jump on a call and, and hear, uh, you know, hear, hear people's story. And if I'm not the right person to help them, then I'm love it if I can find somebody else who is. So uh, I think that's important as well, not to try to you can't, so I may not be the right person for everybody, but I'd love to help people on their own journeys, even, even if I'm not the right person to help them day to day. Okay, excellent. And on your LinkedIn, it would be your name, which is Michael, and is your last name pronounced Rub, R-O-U-B? Uh, Raub. Um, Raub, but, Raub. Michael but I Raub. get, I've, I've had it pronounced every which way, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, R-O-U-B. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Michael Rob on LinkedIn or inflection360.com for more yeah. information and to connect directly with Michael. Great. Well, thanks so much uh, you know, for being a guest on our podcast. Did you have any other words you wanted to leave with us before we end? Yeah, I think, you know, the uh, you know, the, the important thing is I think is you, you can't be an expert on everything, uh, myself included. And so um, it's great to take advice wherever you can get it from family, friends, people out there in the space. And you can get a lot, you can go a long way with free advice uh, and get a lot of information from people, myself included. I give free advice all day long. And then, you know, but then find out the people that you enjoy working with who can really help you along your path. And, you know, and, and you know, if they're going to invest, you know, invest in one another to take that time, whether it's a consultant advisor or bringing somebody on your team, I think it's just really important to, explore a lot of avenues for personal growth and for business growth. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and um, looking forward to, you know, our guests uh, connecting with you more and uh, for you being a part of the show. Thanks again. Appreciate you and look forward to uh, speaking with you again and seeing, you know, how everything progresses with you. And uh, once again, it's inflection360.com and uh, appreciate you on another episode of the future of influence podcast until next time. Take care.
Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time. Thank you.